Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. There's nobody braver than movie heroes or meaner than movie villains. And sometimes they forget that it's all just make-believe. That is the situation on this page for my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. It doesn't take a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, to prove that you can't judge by appearances. I was in an elevator at the Grand Marine Hotel on my way to Suite 1608 to see a Mr. Gregory Gould in answer to a call received by my message-taking service. Mr. Browning, won't you come in, please? The man who admitted me was heavy-jowled, beetle-browed, had cold, savage eyes. I hated him on sight. Sit down, Mr. Browning. Cigarette? No, thanks. I have an appointment with Mr. Gould. Where is he? I am Gregory Gould. You don't like me, do you? No, I don't. I've seen you before. You're wanted. And in a second, I'll think of for what. Don't bother, I'll tell you. In three to be buried, I killed all three. In blood on the sun, I spilled the blood. I've strangled, poisoned, beaten, tortured hundreds of people. Mr. Browning, I am Gregory Gould, the movie villain. I felt about a foot and a half high. Oh, that's it, of course. I'm sorry, Mr. Gould. That's all right. I'm used to it. Well, okay. But what are you doing here in town, Mr. Gould? And why did you send for me? I'm doing location shots for a new picture. As for why I need you, Mr. Browning... An actor can play one kind of role so long that he begins to live it. Last night, a member of our company was badly beaten. He may not live. And I have the terrible suspicion that I may have done it. A movie villain confessed to me his fear that he was beginning to carry his celluloid savagery over into real life. Gregory Gould lit a cigarette. Mr. Browning. I fear I am so steeped in horror that I cannot stop acting when the cameras stop rolling. The man who was beaten is Andy Marlon, a bit player. Believe me, I have nothing consciously against him. But you think you did it. I, I have dizzy spells, periods of total amnesia. I come to my senses in my dressing room, giddy, lightheaded, and, and then I, I learn about the crimes. He looked at me wildly. I feel such a spell coming on. I need to kill he staggered at me, arms extended, fingers raging. I waited, and then... I clipped him. His eyes glazed over, and if I hadn't caught him, he would have hit the floor. I slapped his face a few times, lightly, and brought him out of it. You're okay now, Mr. Gould. I'm sorry I had to hit you. Did... did I hurt you? <laughs> no. Hey, look. Don't worry about a thing. Stay here until you hear from me. Gould's director was Macy Tartan, and he was Hollywood to his fingertips. Gould indisposed? No, 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 he can't do this to me. Who'd play his part if he couldn't continue, Mr. Tartan? Nobody could play his part. Gould is evil incarnate, best heavy in the business, though Basil Rathblood runs him a close second. He does? Where is he now? Basil? On location someplace. China, I think. 
I talked some more with Totten, got a confirmation of the bit player's beating. Then I asked for and received permission to inspect Gould's trailer dressing room. I went over every square inch of that trailer, spent two hours at the job. When I got through, I found Totten waiting outside for me. Bow to this business. If it didn't pay so well, I'd go back to my first love, interior decorating. I'm going to the hospital, see that boy who has beaten Andy Marlin. Care to come along? Yeah, sure, I'll be glad to. We found Marlin sitting up in bed. He was a husky youngster in his early 20s. He looked pretty bruised, face mashed, nose flattened, but otherwise he seemed in fair shape. Did your assailant break your nose, Mr. Marlin? The boy grinned sheepishly. No, Mr. Browning. I got that playing football back in college. I'm all right. Be back at work in a day or two at most. I'm glad to hear that, Mr. Marlin. Did you get a look at whoever did this to you? Marlin shook his head. Happened at night. As I was leaving our location, I was jumped from behind, choked. I can't understand it. My wallet wasn't taken. Don't worry about it. I think I can assure you that it won't happen again. Totten and I walked back outside to his cream-colored convertible. Can I drop by and have a chat with Gregory Gould tonight? Totten shuddered. No, thanks. Working with him is enough. You know, the way he looked tonight, Marlin might make a good heavy, might be a find. Heavies make a lot of money, don't they? Yes, but I still prefer the work I used to do. After Totten left, I made a phone call... Then caught a cab, went back to Gould's hotel, found him. I suppose you've come to put me under arrest? <laughs> no. Mr. Gould, I judge you were about 45, maybe a bit older. You don't have to answer that. In the movies, Mr. Gould, you work ma'am on people like Andy Marlin, who are 15 years younger than you. And it's easy to forget that they're being well paid to hold still for it. You mean I couldn't do it, actually? I'm afraid not, Mr. Gould. You attacked me tonight in hysteria. And the way you tried it, the average healthy 18-year-old girl could have knocked you for a loop. Somebody's been trying to get you, working on your normally nervous temperament. There's a small hole near the baseboard of your dressing room and a fitting outside it for a hose connection. The dressing room is tiny. Pump some nitrous oxide, laughing gas they call it, into the room. You go dizzy for a while, and when you come out of it, somebody has been choked or shot or beaten up, presumably by you. After a while, that drives you out of your mind, or out of the business. Either way, it's just as good. But Andy Marlin, he's young, strong, and he was savagely beaten. An ex-football player. He could take on you and your director, Totten, and a couple of others as well if he wanted to. Ever notice his features, Mr. Gould? Badly mashed, nose broken? A little skillful makeup, and he'd be an acceptable villain, wouldn't he? I, I never thought of it. No, but he did. It would be quite an opportunity to step into the shoes and the income of Gregory Gould. I glanced at my watch. Well, he should be under arrest by now. Let's go down to headquarters and see if he's confessed yet. Marlin confessed long before we got there. Movie villains and would-be villains always underestimate flesh and blood police. As for Gould, he was relieved. I think he was a little disappointed, too. Like I said, you can't always judge by appearances. Not even when they're your own. 